Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Potty Magic. Uh, very excited uh, for this episode uh, today. So uh, I've got uh, one of the all-time Wildcat greats. Uh, he's a current Shimane Magic player over in the B-League in uh, Japan. Boomer's absolute bloody superstar um, and one of the most professional and hardworking people that I've ever uh, got to train and work with. Please welcome Nick Kay. Hey, man. Uh, glad I could finally get on here with yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Thank you very much for uh, for coming on. Well, we just uh, finished off a little uh, training session ourselves. And um, yeah, no, it's good. Keen, keen to get into it and hear some of these stories. I sort of heard half of these stories like when, you know, when we're training and doing bits and pieces around anyway. But uh, it'd be good to share them with everyone else as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you start working out three, four times a week together, all the stories come out at some point. They but, do. Uh, yeah, yeah. You've definitely kept a few hidden away just for uh yeah i was uh, i was i was asking uh, in the session just before i was just saying hey like you know have you have you got any real good ones like to make sure you tell and i was like and he said oh you're there i said stop right there stop don't tell me tell me on the on the podcast please (laughs) uh well uh before we uh before we go into all your um career stuff and bits and pieces I think we should tell everyone how we met because this is one of my favorite stories ever i reckon out of any of the guys i trade this is my my favourite story. So, um, go on. You want to set the scene? Are we talking from reaching out the first time? Or? Well, from from uh, the Wildcats um, MVP ball. Yeah, yeah. Classic night. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. MVP balls are highlight of the Wildcats year. Uh, you finally finish off the season and get around, got to go do our dances and whatnot, and he's uh, – Jared coming around. Um, in I was full. in absolute flight that night. Oh my god, that was uh, uh, that was some of the some some prime body match stuff there. Actually, uh, I was doing having cards out. I was I was having shots with everyone. I was being a fucking absolute menace that night. Uh, and uh, I think I came over to you and said, "Hey Nick, I've never met you before." And I said, "Hey Nick." You're going to do a card trick. I was like, and you're like, yeah, right. So I think I've actually got the I've got the video somewhere as well. I hope you do. I do. I do have it still. Uh, and uh, I went, all right, here's the deal. If you get this uh, card trick, usually I'm doing it for, you know, this was back in the single days, you know, it was, uh, oh, you know, we'll pick up a little, 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 little kiss on the cheek, something like that. Didn't quite want to kiss on the cheek from you, but I said, uh, if you lose this, you have to come down and do a training session and you lost it. And I was absolutely steaming. So I thought nothing of it at all. Uh, and then, um, a few weeks later, he hit me up and went, all right, when we're doing this session, hey, I've got to pay my debts. And yeah. You got us. I mean, those type of nights, the Wildcats ball where you go on stage and dance yourself, so yeah, yeah. we enjoyed a few beers to get uh, that liquid courage. Up yeah, yeah, yeah. You were definitely body tragic that, that night. That was body tragic. Are, that was that was. I was in the middle of the dance floor. I was going nuts. It was awesome. Come here, come here and you buddy, you punked me. That's for sure. I had. I thought I had the trick figured out and not even close. Nah, nah, but uh, it was very good. And you're a man of your word, and I appreciate that very much. And came down, and then we've been training sort of every little, you know, whenever you've come back for a Basically, couple of months yeah, and stuff. And no, it's been been really good. I've got some little quick fire questions for you. So just like quick answers, don't have to go, you know, too much in depth with them. Um, you play basketball. Uh, you play basketball all over the world. Run us through where you've been thus far. Goodness, um, everywhere. It's so different basketball compared to um, compared to footy because obviously footy it it's like what team you're going to play for here. But basketball, there's just so many leagues and so many everything. It is crazy, and especially the fact like I feel like AFL, NRL, all those sports, you're in one place, and it's that's your job for the whole year. While yeah. these are uh, NBL contracts and stuff, they they're really six to eight month contracts, yeah. and then you're off somewhere else, either working in a game or yeah. basically getting another job. So yeah. Australia, New Zealand. Japan, Spain, um, the USA for a few years, yeah. college, 
And then just like little trips everywhere with yeah. uh, especially the Asian qualifiers. I mean, Chinese Taipei, um, went over to Portugal. Um, goodness, holy moly. China. So, like, it's just, China it's literally just everywhere. Uh, and when, when you go to all these places, you actually get to like do any of the fun stuff or is it just business? You're in there, you play your games, you're getting out. It really depends on how long you're there for. Like yeah. um, somewhere I never thought I would have ended up was Lebanon and we definitely got out and explored that place as much as we could. Yeah, so, so what, what team was that with? That was actually the first time I got to represent Australia. We really? had a Asia Cup, just went around, just the same one as occurred a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, got a group together in the Gold Coast and no one, there's only a few guys actually got to play for Australia before that and we're all like, yeah, we do everything we can to try and make this team. Made yeah. it. Went over to Lebanon for basically a month and every two, three days we got to play a game and then it was basically one training a day and got to go out explore and have a look around. And sick, sick. Had a, had a lot of fun. If we'll get into those stories later. Yeah, stuff, wicked, but, uh, yeah. Good there that I... Just, really just thought about, about yeah. oh, good, all right, we'll loop back around and we'll put a little uh, little bookmark in that. Uh, hardest opponent you've ever played on? Is there someone that you just like, I fucking hate that kind of... Like, I just, not, not quite, I know you wouldn't <laughs> think that, but you just go, I hate playing on that. Like, you come out with bruises or it's just a tough, tough night for you. There's a few guys that fit that category. I mean, obviously... Well, that microphone to be close. Yeah, a few guys that fit that category. But obviously, like, in terms of just pure talent and stuff, I mean, Kevin Durant goes to that next level yeah. of it all and stuff. <laughs> he, against, uh, that is sick. You're playing against you Kevin Durant. You like, feel right, I'm in the perfect spot. I can't, can't do anything wrong. I'm like, I've actually got this guy under control. And then he just raises up and you're like, what, what am I meant to do? Like, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He's too tall. He's... Too long uh, with his arm length and stuff. And, and was that the uh, the Olympic stuff with the boomers just gone? That when you played, or you before, played before? Then, even before that, uh, when we were over in Vegas with the pre-tournament stuff. Like, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. We got to play did you play him there and, as well? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course he did. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah, I mean, you just feel like you find like you couldn't play any better defense, and then he just makes you look like a fool. And yeah, yeah. Which, well, he's just so long, like he you said. As soon as he gets his hands up, like he's yeah. just above everybody. And how tall are you? I'm six nine. Yeah, yeah, you're huge, and he just gets it above you. Got a picture from that uh, game we played him in the Olympics, and I'm full arm length stretch contesting, and I'm probably the height of his head when he's shooting, and he's got another foot or two on top That's in terms of jumper. Wow, like, isn't it? That what am is. I doing out here? Just coach, get me. Yeah, and uh, is there anyone that's like uh, that? You know, like you, like I said, you come out with real bruises, and you're like, oh shit, I just played against that guy. Like every time that you that you battle with him, or I mean, coming into the NBL first year, uh, yeah. a guy like Mika Vicona, I oh, mean, it was just tough, tough. It is, and. But anyone that maybe doesn't follow NBL, Mick Vicone is like this vet guy from uh, New Zealand. He played for so many years and he was just tough as nails. <laughs> I mean, you just knew if you weren't playing your best game, he was just going to kick your butt every yeah. rebound. He was hidden, going after boards. and yeah. It honestly just felt like you were just in a wrestle the whole game. But, yeah. I mean, it's the type of guy like, you hate playing because of how tough and physical he is, but you also love it because if you're not playing your best, then – you just get you get subbed off. You're not so, play, so, so it bring brings your brings level of play yeah. out of you. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. And yeah, just so physical. Yes, oh, <laughs> so physical. Uh, and uh, what's uh, the best game you've ever played? If you've just gone, I was hot that night. What was what was the one? I mean, goodness. My uh, game, if you haven't noticed, isn't exactly about having good ones. But, oh, uh, mate, um, play, I mean, please, he's too, he's too modest. He scores to, he's lot, lot 20 of, points, 20 teams. points, 10 rebounds every game, just like. <laughs> I mean, probably, if I had to narrow it down, probably that uh, Sydney game three, yep. uh, grand final game. Um, yep. Threes have been a bit hot and cold over my career, but that night I think I was about Strong. seven of eight or something and just things were going in, feeling yeah. good. And, um, you outscored Bryce up, that night as well, didn't you? It would have been right there. I mean, yeah. it's always tough to outscore Bryce yeah, the way yeah, he plays. Yeah. And, um, but it's just one of those games that felt really good. And I think first game of that series, I had a good shoot. Not second one, I think I was about 0 or 5 or something. And I was like, nah, not again. Yep. Then just kind of felt that rhythm. And um, turns out to be the game that we kind of yeah. got to win because of COVID and whatnot. And then, like you said, like with a game like that, if, you're, um, having, if, if you've been a little bit off with your shooting or whatever, how do you kind of have a quick turnaround like that and go, and, and get everything dropping in. Is there anything you did differently in between that or you do if stuff like that happens or is it just more that you just got confidence in your your ability and your shot and everything? Yeah, a little bit of confidence. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of time between games. I think it was a Friday, Sunday. So yeah, it was really quick. We really yeah. only had... And it's a big, big travel as yeah, well. Yeah, big from, trip. So mm. um, I think we only really had shit around that uh, Sunday morning and I think it's more just a mental shift. It's going, yeah, all right, lock in, focus on all the details that you work on every day of training and... Yeah. Um, Obviously, when you got that of different style of play, so they were going to sit off um, 
fit off. Uh, I think they were in like a triangle or two. So guard, only really guarding uh, Trico White and Bryce Codden. And yeah. At the end of the day, we had to make shots and just got to the right spot. And got you were there. Rhythm and yeah, it went in. That was the day. That yeah, was good. that was a good game. That is one of my favourite games I've watched being a Wildcat supporter. That was that, that was, was a sick game. Uh, who's your favourite player to watch? Like any league or, or, or whatever, someone that you played with even, whatever. Uh, favourite player to watch was always uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Um, Dirk, yeah. He's just... He's gets ability, it done. Yeah, he just gets it done. And the way he's kind of... He just his game suited the way he wanted to play and the way he's was built offensively and his step back, you could just manipulate teams to get the shot he wanted and um well, I guess so you kind of play that you play a similar sort of role that what he would in the in team sense as well. I think definitely the older I get, the more similar in regards to trying to get those open jumpers and yeah. stuff. Um but his just ability to create that shot using his length and size and that little step back. Um obviously watched a lot of clips on that and I mean I don't have the jumper he does or anything, but it's just trying to pick up little things here and there. So yeah, and he's, oh, he's got some great highlights. Just that step back, that step back shot, bit of space, bang, knock it down. And he's such a, um, such. he just seems like a real humble, good bloke as well. Oh, I haven't actually had, have had a chance to have a chat with him, but he, yeah. he just seems like that type of guy. Yeah. He's never talking shit, nothing, just goes about his business and just yeah, gets what a legend. Yeah, Absolutely. and um, there was, there's a meme kicking around where it's like, Dirk, you know, have you seen that one where he's like, he's still, even though he was earning X amount of millions of dollars, he'd still bring his his wife's, you know, leftovers to the game or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, hardest coach that you've uh, played for? Hardest coach? Um, probably college coach. Um, yep. Just What was his name? Uh, Derek Clark. He, yep. Is he still kicking around um, doing uh, he's, coaching? He's or? not doing it anymore, but I think he was the toughest guy because – just sort of what he demanded offensively. Like, defensively, you, you were climbing in, you were touching in, like, everything you could do defensively, yeah. physicality, whatnot, conditioning, and I was always to the extreme, but that's kind of the college way. Yeah. Yep. And he's a tough guy to play for because he demands so much, but, I mean, it wouldn't be a professional if I never if I didn't go through that experience with him. Of so course, yeah, it's yeah. That, he, it's kind of like your trenches. He puts you in the trenches, finds out what you're made of, and then we've got such a good relationship now because of what he's done and what he's... Uh, able to help guys get out of it. Yeah. It's funny, like, with I was, I was talking uh, to my dad last night with, like, the um, the Adelaide Crows stuff that came out yesterday, and they were saying they did, like, you know, the hell hectic preseason camps. They put them through the ringer and did this and did that. Could you imagine if, like, every workplace was allowed to sort of, like, grind the, you know, the, the athletes, their employees, like sport does? It's fucking... It's, it, just, it just wouldn't be allowed, would no, it? not <laughs> like, at all. I think. So it takes a real, like, mental toughness to... Um, you know, to, to, to do what you do and, and get through and sort of um, come out the other end better. It certainly does, you know? and I think it's uh, it's changed a lot over time, and even the difference between college and professional, there is a major adjustment in yeah. what you're allowed to say and do, but um, going through those hard times, that college system and whatnot, and building that resilience has made it so much easier to become professional because you build those habits and then you can go and yeah. um, when you get in that professional unit, it's like it's on you. You can't come in out of shape because... It's your job on the line, so yeah. you've got to do all those little things so you're ready to go. And yeah, um, so thankful that we actually had that type of coach to get me to where um, I am now. Yeah, wicked. And uh, and college, you don't get paid at all for college, hey? No, you Which don't. Like you, yeah. they, they need to change that. Like, it would I mean, be nice but, at the time. But just like just a bit of something because like obviously they you know they like earn heaps of cash from the games and this and that and also like for for some of the, for some some of the guys they don't go on to have as good a professional careers like yourself. Um, so you know, be nice just to get a little bit a little bit of the door sales, you know, <laughs> or, or the jumper sales, whatever. Even just a little bit, just to oh, yeah. survive off type thing. Like yeah, you got yeah. your meals and stuff. Like they cover a lot of those things but then a lot of life expenses outside of there that yeah. you don't necessarily get. And, I mean, as you said, a lot of people don't go on to become professional athletes and stuff afterwards. Yeah. So um, injuries and whatnot come into play. So a little bit of reimbursement would always be nice for it. But at the same time, like, it is an awesome is opportunity. I wouldn't, wouldn't change what happened yeah. at all. And I wasn't at a big school either. So it's obviously different between the big schools, little schools. Of course, yeah. Too, so. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was Dad just leaving in his WRX. Oh, you can <laughs> still hear him. Outside, him. Yeah. You can still hear him ripping down the road. <laughs> oh, my God, turbo, that bloke. Um, and uh, best player that you've ever played with? Favourite. Like, I guess his favourite teammate and then also just best player. Yeah, I mean, I'd just say based on his just pure ability, it would probably be someone like a Paddy Mills. Just yep. his ability when he gets in those boomers environments, he, he just... I don't know if he's flicking a switch or what, but he just his attention to detail, his focus, his just relentlessness in executing what he needs to get done. Um, 
is just unparalleled. So, and then obviously when you go back and watch him play and you watch the highlights, you're just like, this man can just flat out play. He and can, yeah. He, um, I mean, he's just such a good player. He just seems so. to get, like, better as well, don't you think? Like, he just, like, seems to keep getting better somehow. I don't know how. I, I don't know. Like, I think, obviously, he's very detail-oriented and the work he puts in off the court, you, like, you don't get to see how much time and effort he puts in. And um, But when he gets to the games, it really shows in those environments and he puts in so much time and effort into that Boomers program that... Um, He's definitely one of those guys that you love playing with. Because yeah, of it. absolutely. We'll get into some more of the Boomer stuff uh, a little bit later on, uh, but I've got some other stuff I'm going to bring up with you in just a second. Go, cool, we'll have a break. <laughs> so uh, I kind of hear that uh, that you're a little bit OCD around the house, I hear. This is just been, uh, just from what I've been told. Just what you've been told, you've been reaching out to M, have you? Yeah, so you know, like just, it. you know, sources, you know. Uh, true, <laughs> not true? Very true. Very true. Cool. So, uh, have you got any examples of like of things around the house that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Just drive you insane. Drive me insane, or I mean, there's there's a list of things. Let's, but I like I like folding being a certain way. Yeah. So I've heard about the folding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tell me, tell me, tell me. Describe the fold. I mean, there's just certain ways things need to be folded, and I much prefer myself doing it. So we got a bit of routine. <laughs> M washes and then puts it all in the basket, and I fold. Yeah. Sometimes she decides she wants to help me, but uh, Interesting. well, I've got I, a towel here because uh, I want to see. I want to see <laughs> what, what a, I want to see what a good it's fold. Too bad. Give me, my, give me, give me this. I want to see what this. Fold, I want to see what this fold looks it's like. Nothing even crazy. Yeah. I just need things to be. Even, yeah. Okay, so run us through. So we're going, yeah, we're going length yeah. of the towel, oh, right in the corner. This a bit short, but like, for example, if it's a oh, longer the one. The towel is inferior, one. sorry. <laughs> it's a long one, you just get the triple and you get the one, Ooh. two, folds over nicely, nice and flat, next one goes on top. That is a very nicely but, uh, fold. I'm telling you, if, if that is not how I'm folding towels. That's yeah. <laughs> and then they'll have to be the same and then shirts and whatnot, but then we'll come in and fold a few things and then next minute I've... Snuck in and refolded them all, and I'm a little OCD. And then the old, uh, the old dishwasher needs a bit of order to it as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can understand the dishwasher uh, part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Beck just kind of just throws like Tupperware lids in the top. Just yeah, go. Oh, oh, yeah. It doesn't. Wash. Otherwise, you only get like half the stuff in there. So. And then, and then there's always just like a bit of pasta that's just oh, stuck on the fucking lid it somewhere. Kills me. Kills me. <laughs> and I hate, I hate the fact that I am so OCD, but I mean it's just part of me. So it's just part of it. Part of it. I've also heard another one of uh, just on the OCD is um, odd socks. Yeah, why? Hate that. Why? Right, well, talk. I've got one Under Armour sock on here that's like this, and then I've got one Under Armour sock that's the other type with the logo <laughs> down the bottom. You definitely do. Is that, that going to drive you nah, insane for I'm the rest right of the thing? people, but I, back to the laundry part, I will not <laughs> fold M socks if they're matching. I'll just throw them to the side and wait for her to get matching socks. Or she loves the foot massage. If they're not matching, she doesn't get the foot massage. Yep, yeah, yeah, fair. Um, I've got another one of uh, is it true? Is it true that like when you were in the, the Olympic Village uh, and the after party, apparently you were a very naughty boy to uh, Chris Goulding, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> just, apparently you led him astray, which I, I don't know how much I believe that story. I went, mm, don't know about this, but apparently yeah. you led him down a down a dark road when you were there. Man, I, don't, I think Chris is leading everyone down a dark road <laughs> that night. Um, rolling back into the village, if anyone was leading the path, it was that man who uh, <laughs> made the most out of that night and... I'm sure you've seen the pictures. He definitely oh, yeah, he, was, but, he uh, was having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you had to though. Like the environment, like we, we literally roll back into the village. We were hyped. Like yeah, yeah, the beers yeah. have been flowing and whatnot. And then we roll in. Basically every sport for, um, Australia had been finished. There might have been one or two left. And the downstairs section was packed. Yeah. The, the eskies lined up and we were ready. We were just like yeah, let's started singing, started drinking and then... The rest of the nights was just a blur pretty just much. Just going, so. yeah, awesome, awesome. So that one's not true. You reckon that maybe he was uh, maybe leading there you astray. There were a few people leading <laughs> astray, I was more of a sheep that night than <laughs> I can I can see that happening. But <laughs> uh, peer pressure does not find a, I, I'm one to give in to peer pressure, as you would know as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. All right, yeah, let's do it. I'm just going to take this. I feel like I'm doing a half bicep curl with this weight. It's supposed to be like when you put like... On the yeah, ground, on and it, it's yeah. a bit heavy. Oh, that's so much. Extra... I was actually getting a cramp in my hand. <laughs> I was holding it there that much. So, um, so um, I guess for people that maybe uh, are not that into basketball, what position do you play in basketball? Like power forward, power forward. Yep. yep. Um, and um, I guess like what is what is the best attributes with with your personal game? In what do you think your best game? At? Like 
uh, offensive rebounding is probably a strong suit. And then I'm definitely more of like a team focus than individual. We were talking about yeah. it earlier. Yeah, yeah. Playing a bit of one-on-one one earlier this morning. And honestly, I'm there, get the ball, and I don't even know what move to make. So yeah. I was need a bit more practice to that in the next couple of weeks before getting back to Japan. But uh, um, setting screens, trying to get guys open, and then making reads out of that team environment is definitely a Big time. Suit. Well, I think that's, yeah, definitely. Well, from, you know, watching your stuff uh, as a fan, it's just like you just do all the stuff that's without the ball as well. It's all, like you said, the blocks, the screens, the, um, you know, the hell we out on defense, all that sort of stuff. So, um, and um, what, what I think, uh, what I love about basketball so much as well, and I'm sure you're, you're the same, Pretty much anyone can just if even if you're not into basketball, if someone's listening to this and watching it and they're not into basketball, come to a basketball game and you'll go, I love basketball. Or you can understand it straight yeah. away. Like it's not like, you know, there's little bits and pieces with the rules and that, but it's not like footy where you have to grow up watching it, otherwise you're not really gonna be into no, it. You know it's what I mean? Pretty simple to follow and understand. I mean, there's little rules here and there, but literally you go you go to a game and after the first game you'll know enough about it to yeah. be like Oh, this is what happened. You have to pick up on a couple of rules here and yes, there, like yes. all what the a foul, why is that a foul, technical or something. Things, but yeah. It takes you a game or two, and you know exactly what's going on all the time, and it's an easy game to follow. Especially you get into the Wildcats and stuff. You got thirteen thousand people oh. screaming, and I mean, basically, anytime there's a call against Perth, and you basically go on anyway. Nuts. So yeah, you just, <laughs> I think, it's an easy one to follow. And if anybody goes to a Perth game, <laughs> if there if there is ten supporters of the other team in the whole thirteen fourteen thousand. That's a big turnout for the it other is. team. Literally, if, if you could spot 10, that would be a big crowd that the other team it's has drawn. The Red Army is a great oh. way to describe it. It's, for, a, for a blue arena, the thing is straight red yeah. when uh, the crowd's in there. So. It goes nuts. It, eh? it does go nuts. And uh, what do you reckon is like the, your best venue that you've played in around? Because you played in you know yes. all over the world with so that college. And, yeah, what, if there was like a crowd that you're like, oh, I love that crowd, what was the, what was the one? I mean, some of those Wildcats games are definitely oh. up there. I mean... Uh, doing the Marvel, um, we did the oh, yeah, 50,000 plus people at that wow, game. That, that was something special. Unbelievable. And then I was fortunate enough to make a championship game in college. Um, and we had a good turnout there. You're on an NBA court playing Sick. in front of 20, 30,000. And that was such a cool experience too. And the college is, uh, the supporters over there, they live and breathe they that shit breathe as well. Too, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, just going uh, to uh, onto your college stuff, where did you go to college? Went to a D2 called... Uh, it was called Metro State at the time. I think it's uh, MSU Denver now. Yep, yep. So. And you were roommates with Mitch McCarron, is that right? Yeah, so... Yeah. Which I didn't of, know, which uh, I only found out when um, when I met wedding, Mitch at yeah. your wedding the other um, week. Yeah, yeah we kind of both knew a coach from Oz and he was like, head over here and we went over the same time. Next thing, four years later, we are pretty much best mates yeah. and we just spent the last four years, had such a great time and now... Yeah, unreal. So yeah, got pretty lucky with that one. And then from uh, from college, uh, your first pro team was Townsville. Yeah, up in Townsville. Yeah. So Townsville Crocs. Yeah, yeah, it worked How pretty was well. That? It was cool. I mean, very different to what I was first expecting. Uh, yeah. I came out thinking, all right, professional athlete. There's no more drinking, no more nothing. And then <laughs> get to Townsville, and I think the first week we were out on town about three, four times. I was well, like, well, this is different to what I was expecting. I but, think one of the questions I got here right now was, I heard you were the man around town in Townsville for a bit. That was. <laughs> I mean, if Jonathan Thurston, I think you told me that actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish. I mean, in Townsville. King of Townsville was always Jonathan Thurston. If there yeah. was a number two, Mitch Norton, he was the prince. So, was he? Oh, yeah. no, I loved it. He used to organise these little uh, cards at the local nightclub. You basically got 100 bucks a week, $5 basics or whatever, and we were here every week. Somehow we were in there skipping lines, having a great time, but uh, right. it was a great, great transition. From, yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, having him there and being from Townsville, he definitely got us into the community really well. Met a lot of oh, people. He's from Townsville. He's isn't from there, he? yeah, so yeah, his yeah, family yeah. and everything. And I think met so many cool people up there because of that. So uh yep. it was such a good place to kind of first learn about the NBL, get involved and kind of um, start that uh, career off. So Yeah, definitely. Cool. And uh, so that was the first team that you and Mitch had played together was in Townsville? Or yeah, first uh, we'd done, played against each other a couple of times and I think we might have done like a trip over to the US together once just for like a two-week type thing, but... That was really like the first time we actually got to spend a lot of time together. Yep, and uh, you pretty much played in most teams since. Yeah, which we is literally bizarre. we just followed each other around yeah. the world pretty much from then on. Um, this whole when I went off to Spain is probably the first time we hadn't been on the same team in. Feel feel weird or what? To, yeah, it definitely weird. Like yeah. um, even off seasons, like we talked about it before, like you play in the NBL for a couple of months, like six months, then we'd go over to New Zealand and play on the same team. So 
Not to be on the same team felt weird, but nothing yeah. a few messages some and phone some, calls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some separation anxiety uh, going he, on. He, calls, he does call me all the time asking asking me to come back and missing me a lot. But, um, yeah, Sash was definitely third wheel and his, uh, his fiancé is definitely partner. third wheel for a while there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely got the flick since then. Yeah, and uh, the Townsville Crocs, they folded? They did. Yeah. So that was pretty Which crazy was... in itself. We were – Nord and I were sitting in uh, my apartment in uh, – over in Invercargill, New Zealand. Mm. Um, sitting there and suddenly I get a message like, hey, mate, um, I know you got a contract for next season in your mailbox. You're waiting to sign, but uh, club's just folded and basically <laughs> null and void now, so yeah. you're out of a job. And I was like, oh, shit. So I got an order there. I'm like, hey, mate, like, you might want to get onto your agent. We've got some news. And yeah. Next thing, yeah, gone. And... I was so ready to go back. I was having such a good time there, loving life, loving basketball. And then how many years were you there before that? I was, was that? Only one. I was only one. Oh my I god! I basically, I was everything was planned to go back for another two, three years, and yeah. I couldn't wait. But yeah, things things happen in sport, and yeah. um, such a shame because it's such a cool community. But it did. It did sound always like it was like a. From anybody else that I've sort of heard sort of talk about Townsville stuff, that it was, yeah, that real community, kind of, of like course. what Kansas got, you yeah, know, absolutely. at the moment. That's with that how sort it felt of, there. And yeah. You wanted to do the best by the community. It was such a cool place to live. And um, we would, felt like we were really building something up there. Like we had yeah. a solid first year and then we were ready to go and have another good year. And we had some good guys coming in. And suddenly it was all, all done and yeah. a part of our career and life was over. Yeah. And then from there, went to Illawarra and. Moved with Mitch Norton as yeah. well and had yeah. a couple of years. We yeah. tagged along again at, uh, down to Illawarra. Moved there with uh, Bev- Bevo and him and his relationship with uh, the coach from Townsville kind of really pushed that over the line. Yeah, of and, course. Um, pretty good first year. We managed to make the grand final and uh, yeah. Bryce decided to drop 40 or something <laughs> on us and I don't think I'll ever forgive him for it. Yeah, no, I was, that, that was, that was yeah. also a good game, that one. That, was, <laughs> that one could have been a little better for our but uh, I'm glad he kept playing well because he won us another couple of championships. Exactly. So. And then who approached who for you to come to Perth from Illawarra? Um, I think we... Did you express some interest or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, basically or was it was just... Had a two-year deal in Illawarra and season finished and free agency opened up and they reached out, talked to a few of the guys like Trev and then Matt Nielsen was a huge factor in that. He, uh, You're pretty uh, tight with him, hey? Very tight. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, talked to him a bunch throughout the year and just he's such a good player and has such that love for Aussie basketball and player development that he was like, come here, help you work on your game. This is where we want to get you to. This is what we'll work on. And basically just chatting with him and knowing the career he had, it was almost a no-brainer. I wanted to go yeah. there and wanted to learn from him. And I definitely grew so much personally and as a player because of it. Yeah, wicked. Um, and uh, when you got to Perth, back-to-back championships as well. Yeah. It seemed pretty easy once oh, you got here, didn't it? Oh, like, yeah, you rolled in. and oh, just went, yeah, bang one year, and yeah. hit it the next just year. give Bryce the ball and set a screen for him. Yeah. Like, um, but and like, obviously it was a good fit for you. It was. It, mm. The system, Trev's flex and stuff, just be able to set screens, get to the right spot, team environment. We had such good culture going on. We had guys that just winners, like guys like Damo, Jesse, Bryce, that just everywhere they've been, they've just had so much success. So um, to have those guys around. Um, it's about having that real core group of players, yes. I guess. And then because basketball, again, for anyone that doesn't maybe fly, play, they chop and change the rosters all the they time. Do. Like from year on year, you might have – 50% or more players are new from, yeah. you know, coming in for that year. So I guess having the same people around for a few years definitely makes a big difference, yeah, doesn't it? They knew the place. They knew what was expected. Um, they just, they know the community so well and yeah. they just turned up. They When it came down to business time, it was go hard, play well, get it done and then you could enjoy the time after and stuff. So um, real family environment and, I mean, I've bought a place here, yeah. here now and I feel like, at the end of the day, Perth will be home when our basketball's all said and done. Yeah, wicked, wicked. Very good. That that makes me happy. We'll keep doing these sessions. That's good. <laughs> keep rolling. <laughs> uh, and uh, you were named in the uh, in the Wildcats. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, Did they not know we're doing a fucking podcast? No, Seriously. right. Like, rude. <laughs> um, and you were named in the um, the starting five of the of the Wildcats' best team of all time. Yeah, I mean, that that's, was that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, making that anniversary team. Because um, that's huge because they've had... You know, oh, a lot of players that, that, and you know, you were there for the two seasons. Yeah, yeah, you're there for two seasons. I mean, you obviously made a pretty good, uh, pretty good dent in. It uh, definitely helps when you get you. We were successful in those two years, so, um, and then coming off, obviously, this was done after the Boomers and winning a medal and stuff. So, 
we'll keep with the fond memories that all helped with that. There's so, and, but there's so many good guys that could have made that team and stuff. Yeah. So just to be even included in that, like, it's going to mean a lot to me, and um, it also means a lot to all the family and stuff too that helped out throughout the. Absolutely, league, so. and your coach during that time was Trevor Gleeson, who was yeah. you know arguably the best, well, yeah, probably the he, best, the best Wildcats coach yeah, of, uh, of all has, time. You talk about the team, and he was the head coach of that. So, yep. um, just the success he had as a coach in the NBL and. Obviously now he's over at Toronto, so he's yeah. doing well for himself. And uh, you got got on with Trevor. He's a hard, I heard he's a very hard man. He is. He's he's tough. Expects and, expects. He's got he a um, an expectation of you to do things. Yeah, he expects you to be the best you can all the time, and it doesn't always go well with certain people and stuff. But that's the type of coach that I love because they with, don't. Yeah. It's this is how we're doing it. This is what we're doing. No bullshit. Play and. Um, it's obviously, depending where you are on the roster and stuff, like, the leash is different lengths. Like, obviously, when you're talking about a guy that's down in that 10th, 11th spot, it's a lot tougher to crack. And Absolutely. The level of uh, accountability is tough for that. But then when you're a guy like Bryce or Damo, that gives you that leeway to play your game and do what's required because you've earned that trust. But um, Trevor's great with me. I catch up with him all I can. I caught up with him earlier this week and had yep. chats and stuff. And... Um, I got a lot of respect for him because of it. Yeah, absolutely. And then the um, the 2020 championship was a wild one. So, for, again, for anyone that didn't doesn't know how that series went down, you were versing City Kings. Yep. Uh, and this was just so unluckily, as all the COVID stuff just hit Australia. Well, and it, it was mid, literally in the middle of the grand final series. Um, and you played a total of three games. Yep. Uh, we're up 2-1. They banned... Crowds from... Yeah, so... There was one game with crowds? Yeah, first game was with crowds in yeah. Sydney. We come back, we're basically... It's game day and it's basically COVID's hit. We're sitting there like, we're not even going to play tonight. Next thing, crowds being kicked out about two hours before the game so they can't come. And we're like, oh, oh, it was, it was a rough game. You can imagine how I was feeling when oh, I got told that. Oh, I was feeling it. <laughs> it's just It was such a tough one to get focused for because you didn't know what was going on. You're trying to organise... Tickets for family, whatnot, but you just couldn't. So. But again, it's like, you know, I'm sure you probably got used to that a little bit with, you know, the other seasons that you've yeah. played since where yeah. it's been crowds and no crowds and whatever. But that was like, that was the first and you were in the middle of, you know, the, like the biggest game. Session. It felt like you just rocked up for a training and yeah, it was a weird day, but you've got the other 12 best players in the league going up against you and they're rolling that season, playing well. I think they were premiers at the time, so. Yeah. They came out ready to go, and we struggled that one, but thankfully that third game, we got a bit more used to it, and uh, we could get rolling for yeah. that third one in Sydney. And then, uh, so how that series ended, because it's the best of uh, five yep. in the NBL, how it finished was that they uh, they scrapped... Sydney said that they didn't want to come back, over, come back so. over. Pussies. <laughs> 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 oh, I said it, not him. Um, and, uh, and then from there, they sort of like, uh, they award because you're up two one, and they yeah. awarded you guys. But also, you weren't coming back to Perth and beating beating us in Perth after that. We feeling, after that last we game, we were feeling very confident about it. But at the same time, it was tough to win. Um, yeah, and they obviously they had reasons for not coming over and whatnot. But we we wanted to play. Um, they had reasons not to, and then it just came down to the NBL with what they wanted to do. So we were yeah. obviously very happy with the result. They weren't. So and then how did you find out when 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 was the you know. When was the moment that they told you that you're the champions for this even, year? Even before that, like on the we got back on I think the Monday morning, yeah, or Monday afternoon, Tuesday morning we were in shooting, and then about lunchtime we get someone over Twitter like Our NBL seasons going to get scrapped. They're not going to finish, and we're like, hold up, wait, what? You love just being sitting in a room somewhere when you hear things. Oh, mate, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I feel like I find out more golf on Twitter than I yeah. find out anywhere else these days. So, um, if you need some golf, get on Twitter because it'll tell you everything you need to know, or at least every rumor. But uh, we found out the day after that we won, I believe, and um, obviously a weird time of year and whatnot. But even before that, like one season was scrapped, got all the boys around and stuff, and had a few beers, and that was the other weird thing. Like it was. COVID time and before all the rules got kicked in, I was like, I feel like we had guys in the garden having having a rough night, that's yeah. for sure, that <laughs> night because season finally been done. It was such a weird cutoff, but it's obviously sad for guys like Damon and that who then didn't get who, to actually that have it. that farewell that a lot of people deserve to have. Yeah, so. big time. And uh, was it as satisfying or not really? Like, you know, obviously because you have directly the year before to compare yeah. it with and that was like, 
won the game. Yeah. Cool. Was it as satisfying or no? No, nah, it wasn't as satisfying Cause it's the way doesn't. you find out, but it was... Because the crowd is the whole thing yeah. and the whole being at the day and the atmosphere and doing oh, the, trophy. the whole thing, you know? Yeah, that part you didn't you didn't get to experience. It's, and that's kind of what I meant about Damo. Like, you would have loved to have had that moment for him because the year before with Greg, you knew it was his last yes. game. You wanted him to go out on high and we weren't able to give that to Damo just the way it all worked. But um, still get the win and stuff. It's still down as a championship, and I mean, I'd much prefer to have won it than for there not to be results. Absolutely, so. absolutely. How weird would that have been if there was just oh. no result? I would have. Oh, I would have been. Would have been, been riots. There would have been riots. Sorry, I would have been leading them. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, with uh, with the Wildcats as well, you weren't uh, just successful on the court. You're very successful off the court with the Wildcats because yeah, I didn't. Really. I didn't know this didn't story. Know this. I didn't know the story until your wedding, and Mitch Norton told it. Um, that uh, you met your now wife, yeah. uh, M, when she was the masseuse for the Wildcats. I did, I know. That's what all a, time. What a cool like, yeah, it sounds it sounds dodge for sure. <laughs> it does we, sound dodge. So she like just come in and work one day and like, like oh, oh yeah. my goodness, like what there's a while is yeah, you know there's usually good looking trainers down down the clubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, next thing, kind of just um, she's come in a few times and few chats here and there, but um, just reached out, asked if she wanted to catch up, and she gave us the old denied. Oh. Didn't want it. Nah, can't do it. Yeah, just out, keep blah, the blah, string blah, along. Stuff, yeah. but keep it professional. Some, yeah, for some reason, we just we kept talking. We kind of just enjoyed The massages got deeper and deeper. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was going to. She, uh, if, thankfully, she's a lot nicer in person than her massages because, <laughs> oh, my goodness, she gets India, India and... I struggle to move afterwards. Oh because, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Not. But That's it a, is a different way to meet uh, meet your now wife. But honestly, like, so happy that like that we were able to meet and stuff because yeah. we get along so well. It's she definitely like we didn't catch up for months. We just kept talking. I don't know how you, yeah, but also like, when you're away as well. Just recently, I don't know how you did that because she was stuck here and then and couldn't come over and watch you play. For maybe because the way we started, it was because yeah. we we didn't catch up in person for so long that it was like, well, are we going to do it or not? Because it's at a point where we both get along so well and then we did and we just got along like house on fire and yeah. now... And the massages yeah. were good, so it was... <laughs> I'm the one giving massages these days. She's always, oh, my neck's at the top. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so. Oh, very good. That's well, good. We'll, uh, we'll go into some of uh, the boomer stuff in yeah. uh, just a second. Uh, so from the Perth Wildcats, you went over and played a season in Spain, so you did that. That was yep. obviously... a Bit of a different league to what you used it to. It was so different, and then obviously time of year and, and the COVID, uh, COVID stuff. stuff. And, yeah. Probably wasn't the ideal situation to go at that time and stuff. But also, I'm so thankful that I did because it prepared me so well for the Boomers heading into that yes. season and stuff. But um, definitely a different league. The style over there is completely different to the NBL, and yeah. it took some uh, took some time to adjust. It's so amazing that the the, the different leagues have such different styles it as is. well. Like it's it's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, the whole European thing. Like I just kind of thought like it'd be it would still be similar to us. Like I'll be able to come in and play play that faster pace and stuff, mm. and everyone's getting in touch, everyone's doing this. But when you get over there, it's a lot slower, a lot bigger bodies. Um, and then so much one five ball screen and a lot of, and you just you space your spacing over there is so different so definitely it was tough to adjust to but um, again it helped me so much with my basketball career and yeah absolutely and you didn't you didn't play in front of a single crowd that entire year right no like we have a few that family members so occasionally I don't think Em got to a game till basically January and she, I think she only probably made five six games all season so <sighs> it was tough to get. Obviously, you're still trying to adjust and you're trying to get hyped for these games without anyone and there. just no atmosphere. And you're going up against your best player. Like, you're going up against your Barcelona, your Madrids and stuff. And these teams are got salaries that are through the roof compared to some of the lower teams. Yeah. And sometimes that crowd just kind of boosts you, gets you that Absolutely. energy and stuff yeah. you need. And we just – it was tough to get that. Um, but So, a different season, but also, like – Going up against some of those guys, it was awesome. It was good for that preparation cool, right? for the next thing. Yeah. And then that leads me into my next question, which is your Boomers campaign, yeah. So, uh, which I think is the one that I think everybody would be no, uh, yeah. so keen to know all about. Um, how did how did that campaign start? How did you know you were in the team? What was the prep like before it? Because uh, well, you had a camp before, hey, yeah, in even Austin? Even before that, like, I'm leaving Spain. We're in um, heading over to the US because, obviously, still COVID. We're still in uh, isolation time at all. So, yep. basically... 
Em's taken off about a month before. I'm like, yeah, I'll be home in a month. Then leading into it, I'm like, hold up. Like, I'm going to have to do two weeks isolation. Then we're heading over to Vegas like a week later. I've got barely any time. So mm. Matt Nielsen gives us a call. Mate, come work out with me for a couple of weeks. We'll keep you in shape. You'll be in a good spot heading into this. And I was like, all right, I can do this. Sweet. Yep. Book a flight, about to take off. And then we get a, basically a message come through like, check this website like apparently you can't leave from i think it's a shenzhen country to the u.s you gotta have two weeks um two weeks in a different country and i'm like where did this come from um so day before the flight i'm like shin bricks i'm like where the hell am i gonna go what am i gonna do end up uh my agent in uh europe was like come here got a different one got a guy over there that helps out and um big time guy over there if You'd, what you'd think of like a mafia presence, this is this guy. Like, <laughs> I've, He's like, come here, get, get, come get over skills. here. I'll, you can stay in one of my apartments. Yeah, it's no fine. problem. No yeah. problem. You can train with my team. I yeah, own a team. No you, problem. You can train with them. Yeah. And so he let me come stay, flew over there, put me in an apartment. Um, and I hadn't actually met him in person. Yeah. So I walk in, he's one, he sends one of his guys, come pick me up, meet him in his <laughs> office. He's sitting there and I'm and they're, like... They're, they're, they're in a grey suit and have an AK-47. <laughs> but he's just... He was so relaxed. Like, he was just sitting back on his chair like, what do you need? I'll help you. you. Whatever you need. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you want to go to this... Like, it was like a championship game that night uh, between two of the best basketball teams. Like, it was like Red Star versus someone else. And it was a huge game. Stadium packed. He's like, you want tickets? Let's go. And I was oh, like, that's cool. This that's is, cool. Yeah. And I was like, this is unreal. Like, yeah, yeah. He just had this presence and you're like, he's big time. And like, he only, like he probably manages, I'd say 30 to 40% of, wow. or maybe even more, maybe 50% of the players in Europe. Wow, so that's huge. Yeah. He's big yeah. time. And he was so good. He let us stay there for a couple of weeks and went over to the States and uh, worked out with uh, Matt Nielsen and then went to uh, LA where we did our pre-camp and that was where found out I was going to make the team after oh. a couple of days of training, but definitely wasn't easy days. They were no, tough, no. Tough. And what was what was that like? Like the the camp? It was cool. Obviously, some diff, guys were at different levels. Like uh, um, we had a couple of guys like uh, Matisse who yep. came in for the last couple of days of it. We had guys from um, the NBL who came in for the last part. Then we had some guys like Patty who had been finished for a month and needed some days to work into. Um, heading off to Vegas for the next part of the camp. So it was different levels, but everyone was kind of working in, trying to get as ready as they could. But um, obviously it was it was great, like going in, getting that work in, getting those workouts, and that's um, kind of where I really started to feel some confidence heading into the whole uh, Olympic campaigns. So. Yeah, wicked. And then uh, from that... Over to Japan. I've got so many questions about the whole the whole boomer stuff. So um, that was the first medal that Australia's won in the Olympics yeah. for basketball, which is yeah. like so sick. Um, what was the? I guess like you spoke about the culture of the boomers before. What's the What's the vibe? What are they telling you? Why is it, Why is it? Why do you? Why have they got such good culture? You know, well, what are they I preaching? Mean, there's the leadership group in the boomers is I I feel like it's unparalleled. Like yep. when you got guys like Patty. Delhi, Baines, Joe, and even like guys like Matt Nielsen and stuff that are putting so much time, effort, and money into it. Like we get there, we're in because you don't really get paid for the boomer stuff. No, you particularly, don't. You like get, compared to you, your, get some per diem every stuff. day to get through meals and whatnot. Yeah. They take care of you with flights and stuff and everything. It's more but the prestige it is. of doing it. And yeah. but then you got guys like, as I said, like Patty. Like we we show up, we're doing this um, this pre camp, and he's like, All right, I've organised dinner for the night so we get a bus to go out and dinner do that then the next night uh we're off to um this mass this big house up on the hill with a pool and they've organized all this aussie food sick coffees few drinks games all this stuff that um basketball australia isn't able to organize and stuff um but they've gone out of their own pocket to organize this thing because this is the type of thing we get around each other. We get to hang out. We learn more about each other and stuff. And yeah. it's the, it's just that kind of thing that they don't wow, have that's to insane. do. So, so they do that. They have their for own stuff. pocket. Wow, yeah. that's they awesome. Set it up, and I mean, then you head into those games, and you're like, "Well, I'm you've given so much for us to be here and to be tight as we are. Like, I don't want to let you down. I want to do everything I can. So yeah. you've got a chance to win a medal and do this because Sick. 
the type of guy you are in that. So. And you could definitely see uh, when 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 you did. Uh, win win the game. The relief and the excitement yeah. on all those older Absolutely. guys—they were loving it. They yeah, were, yeah, yeah. There'd yeah. been a lot of heartache to get to oh. that point, and I guess being in the World Cup a couple of years before that and experiencing how de- the devastation in the locker room after to come out the other side of it, like yeah. All I that, mean, all the hard road is bloody worth it. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> like just experiencing that, and I always thought like I get to one one Olympics, I could like finish like that was unreal. Like I'm I'm done, but yeah. you kind of get to there and you're like, oh, damn, no. like that was sick. That yeah. was awesome. I would love to get back. So it's putting all that work in, so you get that. Hopefully, you get that chance again. Yeah. But there's so many good players coming through. It's gonna be so tough, but yeah. doing all that work to hopefully give yourself a chance just to be in that. Uh, environment again absolutely well i guess you're in the leadership group now though didn't you just play in one of the um the qualifying um tournaments and you're the captain though yeah we do in japan um, that was in japan yeah it was in yeah. japan um we had a group come over and stuff obviously all these windows are a little bit different with who's available course, and whatnot yeah. but um i mean just trying to be involved with as much as i can like yeah there's obviously that next group of guys that are going to start coming through and stuff and um i want to be involved and try and um Kind of give what I've learned from the other guys, yeah, and pass um, it on, and pass it on in, yeah. I guess my own type of way, and yeah, the boom obviously, legacy. Obviously, the main group's going to be there for all the big events. We have got a World Cup next year, and all those big dogs will be back for that. And Sick. but you got to posi- you got to win these games, these World Cup qualifiers, to get to that position. And yep. I mean, when we started in the Lebanon thing for the Asia Cup, we were told like, you might only play these games you might never get this chance again mm. i feel like every time i go into these games it's that kind of attitude it's, i might not get another chance again make the most of this one and if you get another one it's just another bonus so yeah yeah make the most of it and there was a the hashtag that you guys were all doing was it gold gold medal vibes gold uh, yeah. only vibes what was uh, it it was go, uh gold vibes only GBO. Gold, gold vibes only that's right yeah it that was, was cool. that was kicking it around was nice it, i think that was just the leadership group again just, yeah and it was we had that attitude about it the whole time so it was cool vibe, and I mean, that's little things like that's why I think we end up winning the medal because of that attitude. Of course, yeah, it's a proper team, and it like was. basketball can be uh, as much as it is a team sport, it can be quite an individual sport yeah. as well at the same time. But I guess, like you said, when you're having all that that cool group of people, and that's what they're yeah. they're preaching, and and you're doing it all together, then that makes sure. a big difference, doesn't it? I think it? that's why we were able to win so many games and be so competitive because we had that compared to some of the other countries that didn't yes. have the time and yes. continuity that we had. Yes, exactly. And uh, like the buzz here when you guys were playing was it was up for that team. Like it was everybody watching was watching the, the boomers. messages coming through were unreal, like the yeah. support and stuff. And I guess you gained a few followers in that time yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, that was nice. Yeah, uh, I did see that. Keep, uh, keep that climbing. The more you're in, the more they keep going up. So. Yeah. And um, um, the the guys that you're like closest in the team with, like um, did, did you really click with anyone? I mean, there's a few guys. Obviously, the NBL guys had a bit to do with beforehand. Of course. But then guys like Bainesy and stuff, which yeah. hadn't had a whole lot of time and stuff with, like, they're just they're great people. You just don't get a whole lot of time to spend with them outside of it. And then, I mean, guys like Joe Ingalls, the man, um, just always thinking about other guys and stuff. Like, this year, sitting over in Japan, he knew I hadn't got to go home since the, World, uh, since the Olympics. And next thing, I've got a care package show up at my door with Tim. Like, everything you could think of, there's Sick. Aussie food and... That that kind of got me through for a period there, so it was That's just cool. unreal. And then, um, then you got bringing in guys like Matisse and that, like just awesome guys. Like yeah. first time, how I was met, Matisse? Man, he's such a good dude. Like you kind of, he's a big time NBA guy, playing yeah. heavy minutes, defense, like up there for defensive player of the year. And then he's so entertaining to watch. He is. Yeah, and then he rolls in first time I meet him. He's five minutes late to the bus, freaking out because he's late right here. Shows up in a pair of socks and a pair of shorts, and you're like. Mate, where's the rest of your gear? And he's like, oh, I just wear socks. Yeah. So he, literally, <laughs> he literally just had a pair of socks and his shoes in his hand. And I think he might have might have chucked the shoes on like right before he walked into the restaurant. But yeah. that's kind of his vibe he goes with. Yeah, if, he ha- if he doesn't have to wear shoes, he's not wearing them. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Uh, I watched his um his like first day on the Boomers, his yeah. YouTube one. That was pretty funny, actually. That was pretty funny. Job, yeah, he's always got his camera. You never know when it's on or off. So you yeah, know yeah, yeah. what's going on, but... He puts. He's really good at it years. as well. Yeah, and he obviously had that uh, in the bubble stuff he had going too, and yeah, definitely worth a watch. He does some cool, cool stuff. On it was there. funny because he was like, "I don't know who these, I don't know how, who half the guys are." I'm going to this training. I'm playing for Australia. I'm going like, Which, and then and then he came out like that was sick. Like, yeah. and then like you're literally there, like 
you got no idea he's feeling that way either. And then kind of like a week later, you're like, you, you watch what the, do you mean? Like, you watch the clip and you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool to see as we're going through it too because you're like, no, nah, man, like, all right, let's do some more stuff. Let's go do this. Let's yeah. do that. And um, the relationships from kind of that stuff has been unreal ever since. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And the Olympic Village, because obviously that was like peak COVID stuff with that yeah. um, Olympics as well. Were they held tight with you coming and going and like, you know, who you, could, who you could who you could talk to and all that sort of stuff? Pretty much. The amount of times we got in trouble at the village, really? the mask situation, yeah. like there was this coffee coffee machines downstairs and we'd head down, grab a coffee, sit there, have a coffee and just people watch. And the amount of times we got in trouble, we had to move upstairs because our masks weren't on enough and we had to hide out. Um, and then heading towards that uh, bronze medal game, we, someone t- I think someone told us like, mate, like people are ordering food, you're all good, you can go pick it up from outside. So we we're like, oh, cool. So you weren't even good. allowed to go out the village at all? No, like not it unless was you like had like a, a pass or some shit. Yeah, not unless you had a yeah, pass pretty much. Yeah. Or you're with the team, getting the taxi and you're straight to your event. Yeah. So the... Uh, uh, Mr. We'll call him Mr. X. Mr. X decides that uh, it was all good. We'll head out. People will head out and grab some uh, soda waters. Love the soda water. Yeah. So cool. We'll go get some soda waters from Seven Eleven. Go grab them. Come back. <laughs> was it actually then, soda water? Or was yeah, it was definitely soda water. <laughs> like, we were legit. Like, soda water was gold in the village. Like we, they had these. I think they were called icy sparks or something. But these things were. They were. They felt like gold. Yeah, right. Something that wasn't water and. Um, these things were just a saviour. So we went and got them. People went and got them. And come back into the village that night playing uh, Uno. And the, uh, the hockey thing comes out where guys have left the village, gone to get beers, and now they're in isolation, can't do anything, can't see oh. anyone. Not for a bronze medal game. You're like, in this Ooh. room, like, oh, God. What a... We're about to get a message. Every time the phone goes off, we're suddenly looking oh at each no. other like, Who's been out? Oh God, <laughs> they know about the they're, soda we're water. Done. We're done. <laughs> we're done. We're not going to play tomorrow. We've ruined everything. And then, thankfully, uh, nothing came about it. But there were some nervous moments there for sure. Every message you thought that that was the one. That was in. the one, yeah. Can we need to talk to you. Something's exactly. They don't know about the soda water yet. Thank God. Oh, God. There was... I don't think I've ever been that nervous in my life. Like, yeah, yeah. It was up there in freaking out like... We're all in isolation. We've, we've ruined this. And I can imagine. We were... I can imagine. And uh, then the other story that was a bit weird with your team was, uh, or interesting, was Aaron Baines because he, he sounds like he was just the most unlucky bloke ever with what happened to him in that uh, that week. Couldn't have got any any more unlucky, you'd think. Mm. Like, you'd always say, like, things come in three, like, and he, he got the most out of those three in the worst possible way. I mean, yeah. I think it was game one, Half time, chucks some sanitizer in his hands, trying to do the right thing, goes up, dunks it, <laughs> slips on the ring, and does the biggest <sighs> fall we've seen. Think, I don't even know He's how a big he, bloke as big well. Big boy, a lot like, of force coming down. Man, yeah, comes down just on his shoulder, and I don't know how he even played the second half with how he came <sighs> down. Next day, I think we're in the weight room throwing some weight around, and you know how he threw it like he's yeah. a big man throwing weight around. Gets to the top of one of his bench presses, sneezes, drops these weights. Oh. If his shoulder wasn't sore from the that first That is the worst. Day. I've sneezed in, in spots like that or like <laughs> coughed or like, it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> he was, and then I don't know how his shoulder survived that one. And then obviously the third situation where he went into the locker room, slipped and basically hospitalized <sighs> and he's had the last year. So And he, he fractured his uh, a, a vertebrae in his neck, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm, not even 100% sure it exactly was his what back. happened. It was but his back something, yeah, or his neck. Yeah, couldn't. And then oh, that, he come to the locker room, no idea what's going on. He's out of it, and we're like, what the hell's happened here? And yeah. then he was off to hospital and didn't get to see him until after the whole thing, pretty much. Um, just a few messages here and there and some phone calls. But obviously, yeah, so unfortunate. But he's back with the Brisbane Bullets, so that's that unreal. Is, that's like, huge. You just, that is huge. What a way to come back. And, I mean, he's such a deserving guy to be able to fight through that type of thing and come back, so... Good on him, but... Yeah, that's um, when it should be good when he's playing with Brisbane this year. Looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, will be a tough matchup for whoever's going yeah, up against yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, big time. He's a tough man to battle he's a big against bloke. in the post. Yeah. So <laughs> had a few of those shoulders Just, and stuff and yeah. elbows come my way. and <laughs> Yeah, getting out of the way is the as best As long option. as he doesn't uh, sanitise his hands, he'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> stay away from the old sanitizer <laughs> mid, mid-game. So for the Boomers campaign, what was, your, what was the best game? Uh, best game, obviously... A lot of good ones, but that bronze medal one for sure. Sick, like, yeah. just kind of the way it all the turnaround from the night before or two nights before against USA, where B 
bit of a heartbreak. Well, you're probably a bit unlucky to not be in the gold medal match and at least get silver because you're probably the second best team, really. Yeah, we. I mean, we were just in such a good spot and it was going well. Even that game against USA, we were up 15 or something. Things were rolling yeah. and just suddenly turned and yeah. we just couldn't quite find our, find our groove after that. And obviously credit to USA, the way they played, they, they deserve to win. And, yeah, they're just stacked full of, you know, just... Just talent as talent. well. And yeah. The guys they brought in from even the Vegas to uh, the actual Olympics made difference. such a difference yeah. to them. And um, obviously, we felt confident going in, but just couldn't get it done on the night. But going into that Slovenia game, it was one of those we're not leaving this without a win. And yep. the way Paddy played, the way the guy, everyone stepped up, and the unselfishness of the group was awesome. So that was. And just the memories from that game. That's probably one of the biggest ones just to remember. So Yeah, and um, obviously, like you said, the heartbreak of sort of uh, losing to the US that game before to go into like the gold yep. medal match. And obviously, that was that was the focus. And it looked like, you know, it was actually yeah. a really good chance for that to happen. After that game, what was, the, what was the vibe of the whole group like? Was everyone hella flat or was it more just... That's all right. We've got this next chance. Like, what, what, was, what was the vibe with that? It was probably just a five-minute patch there where it was kind of like... Yeah. Because you can't not be absolutely you can't, fucking you've, cut by that. Yeah. And as you said, like, the the mentality of that gold vibes only was so strong that it was like, that's what we're here for. We're yes. here to win gold and that's all. Yeah. And then suddenly that's gone and it's like, well, does the how do you change from that being your main focus to now to be happy with bronze? But just the way Gorge came into that locker room and – he's a man that can just kind of – the way he So it was Gorge together, that really, Gorge like, got it going again. It was like – Kind of gave a speech, and we're just like, you know what? Like, we Fuck got yeah. a great opportunity yeah. here, and then it became roll, uh, rose gold vibes only. And rose gold we just vibes. we rolled with it, and good, um, good. Everyone got ready and ready to go. Oh, it was fun. Well, I think that's like such a um, that just shows what a great team that was because yeah. it could you could very easily just get so like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, bronze medal game. We were almost at the gold. Like, yeah. you know, you could get flat about that, but. To turn it around and have everyone on the same page with it just shows what a great team that actually yeah, was, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was that five minute patch, and then we left that locker room focused solely on that next game and getting a win. And obviously, we kind of touched on it before the amount of times Boomers have been in a situation where they're playing for that Metal. three four spot and just haven't been able to get it done. It was it was time for it to change, and yep. then Patty just. Went nuts. Be on me. I'll, oh my I'll God. make what it. I'll a, make this happen. And then what everyone a just game. He just said, "Boys, jump on. I'll do it. <laughs> <I'll carry laughs> I'll do and it." He did. Yeah, that's awesome. And then what was the party like from that? Was Mate, that oh? Because that was it was close to the very end of the of the Olympics, wasn't it? It Was it most was, people had gone, or as in there, a lot yeah, of that? Probably there wouldn't even be half the village left. It yeah. was a lot quieter. And did then, you have quite a few people come and watch that game though because there was people we that did. were staying around? Yeah, we got pretty like lucky because you could pretty much, I think it was you were allowed to go watch one event that let you go watch one event. You just had to put in what and because it was so close to the end, a lot of the staff and workers were like, you know what, we'll go to this one. This is the end of the, pretty much the end of it. We'll all go along and then yeah. by the time we got back to the village, beers were being thrown, songs were happening and then yeah. one of the rooms there, I don't know, like they must have just Condemned it pretty much because there was stuff <laughs> everywhere. There was every sport in there. It was in this one room drinking, having a good time. Uh, that grotty, it was grotty that celebration. Room. That everyone there yeah, just closed the door and pretended it never happened. Um, it was cool. It was great. Like what an what an event. And then um, the last day was pretty much just carry on. We got to all enjoy because you had forty eight hours to get out, and yep. we basically had forty eight hours of. Celebrating that room. <laughs> two weeks to recover for everyone that went back to Oz. And best on ground, who was it for uh, no, for the was, after party? We well, Chris Goulding. He had Chris a, Goulding, he had a who was crack, he? But yeah, there were yeah. a lot of guys that just had a good time. <laughs> good time. Like, Ingles was solid. I mean, everyone just had a good time. And it was yeah. good to see that you could just, all that work and stuff had paid off. So Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's sick. To be a fly on the wall on that celebration, I reckon would have been pretty good. I reckon yeah, those, some of those sure. boys could party. Um, and uh, now, obviously, you're playing over in Japan yep. uh, for the Shimane Magic, yeah, of, Shimane all, of, Magic. of all places. It couldn't be more perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally, a team almost about me. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I even got you that jersey coming yeah, back and whatnot. Yeah. And um, it's cool. Like change the G to a J and we'll be sweet. I'll, I'll talk to them this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, talk to do. them, see what they can do. See if they've um, got that, that, that um, European guy. Oh, I don't what know do, if, What do yeah, you need? We, uh, 
<laughs> we're actually sponsored by uh, the man who uh, created Pac-Man. Yeah, so I don't know if you'll be able to outbid him for yeah, I don't know naming if rights got, and whatnot. Not but, yet, um, anyway. No, you have to sell a few more meal plans and just, shit. Yeah, <laughs> a few more. Get on board. <laughs> what imagine? Um, but yeah, it's such it's a cool place. The people are unreal. The community gets behind it. We get good turnouts to all the games. And awesome, yeah. Um, it's good to be playing back in front of crowds. I imagine is, as well. Yeah, are they are they hella loud? Are they really into it, or is it different to here? A little bit it? different because like. I don't think they were allowed to yell this year at games, so they all had the clappers and stuff, and they were not going allowed crazy. to yell because yeah, of COVID, or I guess like they're all wearing <laughs> really? masks. It was weird, and like <laughs> it's just a different culture. Like you got indoor outdoor shoes, everyone turns up to the game in one shoe, then yeah. they walk in, change their shoes, to indoor shoes, then wow, she, like they're banging on the clappers all game. We got these big intros, like NBA intros going on, and then we play the game, and you could play the best game of your life or your worst game, and mm. they will support you no matter what. So yeah, it's, right. It's a cool place that to is be cool. play. So. That is cool. That's cool. And uh, some of the teammates that you've got at the moment, have you played with any of them uh, previously, like around in various places? Or are these all this is a fresh uh, team to you as well? This year, is very, this year coming up, pretty much very similar group to last year. We've got a um, lot of returning guys, which is good. Uh, just that continuity always helps. And kind of talked about it with the Wildcats. It's a big reason why they had so much success. Is yeah. that. So we're hoping that we can kind of roll on the uh, momentum we had last year, making the uh, playoffs in the top four. So... Um, and and then, who's the who's the big dogs in the league? Who's the who's the team that you want to beat? Uh, Ryuku was really good last year. I think they only lost like five games throughout the year, but lost to uh, Brex uh, Utsunomiya at the end. So they're good. Um, Chiba's got some good players. They got uh, yep. Mooney. And oh yeah, they just yeah. picked up uh, Vic Law as well. So Huge. they've gone full. They've gone the Wildcats, Wildcats. yeah, <laughs> gone full Wildcats. So yeah, yeah, um, that'll be a tough game this year too. Yeah, wicked, nice one. And then uh, for yourself uh, with this season coming, is there anything that that you've got a real focus on that you're wanting to you know do achieve um, anything like that? So um, yeah, personally and also the team. Um, I mean, obviously team wise, we so close last year winning that championship would be great. Mm. Love to. Have a good shooting year. Um, put a lot of time and effort into that this off season. Yeah, so good. hopefully you can convert that over and make a few more. Yeah, and then and if there's I a just, bench press contest at halftime, you'll get that I'll as well. After working these, hard uh, on these uh, bench after, presses, after, so after these sessions, these, yeah. uh, hopefully they pay <laughs> off. Um, there's some big boys over there playing against some 140, 50 kilo oh. boys every week. So wow, that put on a little bit of weight. Hopefully uh, helps a little bit. Yeah, and, good. But I, a lot of individual, I find a lot of individual goals and stuff uh, are impacted heavily by. Winning games, if you win as in your team individually, you get better and you have success. So, um, World Cup next year, we'd love to make that team, and it's yeah. about building, being in a good situation for that. When is that next year? I think it starts next September. So, go about twelve months, and just got to keep trying to build and get better and better. So, at that yep. point, ready to go and hopefully make that team. Yeah, we could. Yeah, me and Beck want to going to try to come over for uh, for yeah, sort of March or whatever, try to catch yeah. a few games over in Japan, we'll, which would be, which uh, would be good. Definitely make that happen. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to show you around a few good spots yeah, too. Yeah, it should be really good. good. Yeah, ramen, we'll, we'll come. Where it's at. I want to come to a home game and I want to go in a, to an away game. I want to be the only Shimane <laughs> in the building going <laughs> nuts. <laughs> yeah, they do. They I'll be have, yelling too. <laughs> they'll have no idea what you're saying, yeah. but you'll be making noise. <laughs> I'll be making noise and I'll have a blue shirt on, so... <laughs> Oh, that's good. And uh, do you think at some point you'll um, yeah come back to you know Perth or the NBL, or are you just going to see how everything bloody what happens in the next little while? Oh, I'd love to get back here, honestly. Um, yep. Perth home, yeah. Get back to here would be ideal. Um, obviously, situations for club and whatnot, like of course, yeah. they've got to do what's best for them. But um, same for myself and the family. Um, and then it just comes down to where the family's at too. Like yeah. Um, Obviously, that's a But also, like, I mean, if you probably look at your own career for the last three or four years, you probably couldn't have gone, oh, I'm going to go there. Like, all the things that you've no, done, they no. wouldn't have, that's not like a plan that that's no, happened. That's just kind of been opportunity, next yeah. one, opportunity, next one, isn't it? It's not the not the greatest way to live all the time because you oh, kind of, you, sometimes you, you want a plan. I don't you know how you do it. Not knowing where you're going to be in the following years. Yeah. Can have its moments, but it's also so exciting at the same time. You get to experience things that you wouldn't experience any other way. So, yeah. make the most of it while I can. And then when basketball's done, Kind of sit back and reminisce on where all been the good times and all the oh yes, yes. Uh, kids hustle around. Come, Come around, around here. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you all the the boomer. Come <laughs> around here, have a seat. <laughs> Go fuck's sake, Dad. <laughs> we heard these we heard these ones before. <laughs> yeah, everyone, I'll, I'll have one repeat. Have a few good ones ready to go. And you've got World Cup uh, tournament coming up next end of next. Yeah, week. pretty much two uh, weeks away. about two weeks away. Um, Exciting. 
Yeah, it should be a great time. Hopefully, do you know who else is in the team for that one just yet? I'm not quite sure. Even really know. Just put my hand up. Yep. Um, should all go. Or hopefully, all go smooth and get in there and whatnot. And then I think we play in Beiran and then in Bendigo. So hopefully, we get some good turnouts to the games. And yeah. as I said, like all the big events are awesome. It's the chance to win medals and do all this stuff. But if you don't win these qualifying games, you you put yourself in a rough situation, a tougher draw. Yep. When it comes to the World Cup and Olympics, so yeah, so it actually um, goes towards the Olympics as well. These ones, as uh, well. these I know the last ones came towards the World Cup, Cup yeah, and then the World Cup impacted I think Olympics or something. So they they do interact somehow. It's just it's pretty much just important to win these games. You win yeah. these games, you, you put yourself in the best spot to then advance through the cup, the major tournaments. So. Yeah, yeah. What seems like easy games are very important in the scheme of things. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, mate, thank you very much for uh, coming on the pod. I appreciate and, it. And uh, it has been a great little off-season that we've done the last uh, couple of months or whatever. Yes. We've got a couple more weeks. So uh, uh, very keen to see how the how the year goes for it. And I'll be cheering with me bloody Nick I mean, Cage as yeah. on. Don't worry about well, it. I've got, got one, I've got now, one of every team just about now. And then all success goes back to you, right? That's uh, 100%. So. Literally, since you started training, look at all the great things that's happened for you. I don't want to say it's just you, but <laughs> really, if you, if you want to get better, it's turned up to you just have to come in the garage that's all you have to do just come in doesn't even matter about how many times you just have to rock up turn up up and you will get better (laughs) thanks big man well uh, thank you very much Uh, and uh, yeah we'll keep we'll keep banging out until uh, until you go away maybe not banging it out but we'll do something (laughs) thanks big man ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.